sit back, relax, and let's start the motherfucking beat! So, I yeah. just go. Yeah. You're a vet. You've been here. You were actually episode number I two. I was number two. Yeah, I was going to say that. We're going to uh, leave him on a cliffhanger real quick because some things have switched up. Like, I do the intro right now with you here. Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. I am Sykes and this is my podcast. Just want to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out last week's episode with Raymond Strife, my rapper homie from New Jersey, Trenton Shoutouts. If you're one of the people who listened to that conversation, I hope you enjoyed it, and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home, and as always... There's beer and soda in the fridge. I never let anyone else do that before, but you know what? You're, oh my god! You're, thank you. You're, num- <laughs> you're technically the first episode because what? 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 what the guest on one? episode one is not in my life anymore. Oh, okay. And you know what? That's fair. Fuck that dude. Yeah. So if you, you want to go back shit. and yeah. actually, that's, I take that back. I take that back. That's cool. You, you know, know what? I'll I'll take number one too. <laughs> Fight me. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever, whatever, we'll do this. If if, if for some reason you hear this episode one, reach out to me, man. Like last time I saw you in person, you acted like you didn't even know who I was. Come on, yeah, it's your homeboy Sykes. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. All right, episode one. I'm calling you episode one (laughs) until you say hi to me the next time I see you. Anyways, uh, I'm sitting here. (laughs) Tim Indyke is in the house. Repping that pink telephone. Repping that underdusk. Yeah, repping that underdusk. <laughs> repping that Tina Oasis. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, so for anyone that has no idea what we're talking about or any idea who Tim is. I'm Tim, old. Tim is old like me. He's not as old as me, but we've both been in this for a while. Tim's been promoting shows, doing music stuff for pretty much as long as I have had. As long as I have been. That's a way to talk. I mean, yeah. Um, you know, I think that in the past, like, you know, for the majority of that, we've kind of rotated in different circles of the Pittsburgh music scene. You work with a lot of bands that I'm not familiar with, and I'm sure. And vice, vice versa, versa, for sure. Yeah. yeah. But, but I think that that's really cool because, like, the scene is just so big and diverse that, you know, there's entire sects of bands that just won't intersect whatsoever. Uh-huh. And that's that's so cool, I think. Yeah. It's, it's, there's it's something cool. for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, Throughout the years, you know, Tim has been on a a roller coaster, one might say, of involvement. Like completely valid. I'm super into this. I hate this. I'm jaded. I'm bitter. I'm positive. Things are going good. And it seems like from the last time you were on the show, you're in a much more positive mindset regarding what you're doing as a human being. So to be completely honest with you, um, I've never been better. Okay. I am I am completely better than I've ever been period that's awesome but I think that it's it's important to talk about like the roller coaster though because like I think that I'm only good now because of that roller coaster totally yeah. I think that like you know it, for those that don't know I have verbally quit the music scene quote unquote quit probably more times than I have <laughs> fingers and toes and Brian does too <laughs> but like for real though there's like there's there's so many good and bad things that come whenever you're 
you know, involved in any industry, whether it be music or whether it be art, it doesn't matter if you're an artist or if you're a promoter in my case, or, um, you know, if you're a venue owner, like there will be good times, there will be bad times. And a lot of times, you know, people get high on the good and they can't handle the bad. And I'm included in that, you know, like there's a lot of times that things were really good one month and then the next month they just completely went to shit and I took it hard. Yeah. You know, fuck that. And, uh, you know, it, it just, it took a lot of regrouping. It took a lot of like getting, you know, my head together and just saying, you know what, get back to the reason why you're doing this. You're doing this to help other people. You're doing this to better your city. You're doing this to, you know, create opportunities that you wish you had whenever you were that age, you know, whenever you were, you know, in high school, whenever you, you know, I didn't go to college, but like if I was in college, like I wanted those opportunities in the music industry, in the music scene, you know, so just remember about who you're impacting. And uh, so I got my head straight. Yeah. You yeah. know, I think that recently I have been on like a, a downward spiral. Okay. To be completely honest. That's Some cool. people know about this, particularly the people that were at the show where I walked off stage in the middle of my set. What? And almost left all of my gear there. You have a lot of gear. Fuck that. <laughs> well, you, I mean, not all of it, but <laughs> okay. everything that was on stage. And uh, yeah, you know, it was just, I think an implosion of just not being happy with where I was at and the situations I've been putting myself in as an artist, but also realizing that the reason why I'm in these positions, the reason why I'm in the position that I'm in is because I allowed myself to get in that position. Right. So, I mean, in the heat of the moment, I acted like a fucking brat, yeah. you know, and then slept it off the next day. Just, okay. Like I want to fucking do this shit. Obviously, I've been doing this for a while. So what have I been doing wrong the past year? What do I got to do to fix it? And let's just start being proactive. Stop letting shit slide. Yeah. You know, I think that if you're the problem is once you start getting a lot of stuff going on, it's hard to keep track of everything that's going on. And it's hard to actually take the time to enjoy the moment that you're in when you're always reflecting on what just happened and worried about what's going to be happening the next day. And I mean, you know, probably better than anyone, like on balancing projects on, you know, trying to go and deal with the, the little details, yeah. you know, with everything like you, like, I'm not, I'm not just saying this because I'm on your show, but like legit, you're one of the most creative people I know. You know, I, I remember way back in like the Monroeville mall era, whenever, <laughs> sorry, should I not bring this up? I can bring up my okay, overall. That's fine. Yeah. And I mean, like, <laughs> I, I remember, you know, I, I saw you at that one airbrush shop and like you had your shit there and you were doing your thing. And it's like from that to, you know, all the different, holy shit, you have a lot of music projects in general, but like you always have. And like, not only just the workload that comes with all of it, but like maybe not the perfection aspect, but at least like what you expect or what you're trying to get out of it. Like that's, it's so important. And whenever it's like, it doesn't matter what, who you are, what you're doing, like whenever you're putting so much into it and it's just not happening, like it's, it's so tough. Oh yeah. It's so tough. Yeah. So. You know, it's like you, the thing that, and I brought this up with my conversation with Ray Strife that was last week. Uh, <laughs> you need to remember that nobody cares as much as you do about things That's and so sometimes true. it's so easy to forget that and like build these huge expectations up for this thing and meanwhile it's like this isn't going the way i wanted everybody else there is like having a good old time 
And then I just fucking freak out and walk off stage. I mean, in your case, like, you're having a good time. Complete, in my case, they're not. <laughs> completely like neglecting like the people that still came out and the people that were there. You know what I mean? Like, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a balance. I was like, I fucking like was like apologizing to people the next day, like reaching out. Like I owned up to it. But at the same time, it like felt good to just freak out. And I feel like I needed that freak out to be in like the the correct mindset again. I need to just have like a temper tantrum. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, th- I think, you know, at least from my perspective, as much as it sucks for you to have to go through all that. And by no means am I trying to trivialize, trivialize that like for real, I think it'd be cool to see that like as a fan, because like, let's, let's be real. Like you've been, again, you've been doing it for so long and to have that kind of a moment with an artist. It doesn't matter if they're a new artist, if they've been around forever, if you're watching somebody and like they're, you know, freaking the fuck out, like you care. You may not even know that person on stage and you'd be like, what the heck? Like, are they okay? Like, is everything yeah. cool? There's that that level of empathy. And I think that like the fact that, you know, you're, you're willing to go and reach out to these people, hey, look, I'm really sorry that that happened. I just think it speaks volumes about you as a person. So I think that's cool. Well, Thank you, Tim. But You're welcome. Less about me, more about you. We're just kind of we're kind of catching up for the listeners. You know, we don't really see each other that often, so there's a lot to catch up on. But uh, let's get back to Tim because you know this is the Tim show. This isn't the the psychs therapy. This really hour. is not the Tim show. But you, you did the okay. intro. You said the beer and soda in the fridge. <laughs> First time, and I don't have either. I don't have a beer or a soda. I, I you got, want something? I got fucking decaf coffee right now. What's up? <laughs> Let's go. Okay, I'm good. All Thank right, you. I appreciate that. Though you Thank got you. it. You got it. I'm not yeah. drinking during the week anyway, so yeah. you know it's all good. You got it. It's a Monday. S- stay in school, kids. It is a Monday. No, don't stay in school. Follow your dreams. Just stay happy. There you go. Yeah, in school. Anyways, mosh pit. Was mosh pit a thing? During our last conversation or not, I don't remember what uh like what per, what uh sure iteration so, of your okay. thing was going yeah, on at that time. That's fair. So, um, the main difference is that the previous one, Truth and White Lies, first off, is a horrible name. Oh my god, it's a horrible name. Oh but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay, but, yeah, that, but, I, I do remember but, that. But, yeah, but Truth and White Lies was like, what if you took like the party scene in Pittsburgh and you made it into concerts? Or at least that was the idea. We failed completely and you know there were just these these different thoughts about like you know who should do what and how you should do things and it just didn't work out and what ended up happening was that it was more about everything that i wanted and it wasn't more about like the artists that we were working with what they wanted and you know the the last time we're like presenting things to the world that nobody's asking for pretty much yeah you know and i think that that's like it was my on my end like before i started that when it like pre-underdusk like I was, you know, making music and stuff. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, I'll use promoting as like another form of art. I'll do this the way I want to. But it's not about me. And I think that the last time that I broke down, because like everybody knows me for the breakdowns, like, and not like the chugga chugga <laughs> breakdowns, but like, the, <laughs> yeah. but like, but like the last time I broke down was a few years ago. And the last time that that happened, I took a month or two off. And I was just like, you know what? Let me just get back to being a fan. Let me figure out what the hell brought me into all this. You know what I mean? So to answer your question, back then, I was still riding the wave of like all of that. I was still trying to be that person. 
it's been a few years. It's been probably at least three years. Yeah, it has. Um, and I just think that a lot has changed both locally. Um, you know, the shows that I'm trying to do, the people that I'm involved with, I think a lot of it's changed in three years. It's less about me and it's more about um, what we can do with artists instead of what we can do for artists. So I think that that's, that's kind of like the different mindset and like where we're going with it. And a lot of other intricacies, which I'm sure we could talk about. So that's like what Mosh Pit is all about. Then. Mosh Pit is Mosh Pit is all about what we can do with artists. That's really it. It's about like trying to get people into the fold, into collaborating to create better things all around, whether it be for fans, whether it be for artists, um, little intricate changes to events. Like, for example, like our tickets, like our tickets are aren't ten dollars per show it's ten dollars for a month of shows so you go to one show you can go to the other four or five we're throwing that month for nothing and that actually that change happened because we started listening to fans we started you know talking to them like hey why aren't you coming to more local shows and they would say oh i don't have money for all that i need to go out and you know get food and stuff which is completely valid like i don't have fifty dollars a month to go to shows i don't so like why don't we make it why don't we make it easier for fans to be able to come out and check out different artists? You know what I mean? Yeah. And everything from like the different places that people wanted to go to. People want to check out different places in the community. They didn't necessarily want to go to like a house show in in our case. Not like there's a big house show scene. In our case, like people wanted to go and check out artists in a place that like they felt comfortable. So we stuck to some places that they knew and some places that we wanted them to know. Blackforge. Um, which I have to kind of give you some shit because a few weeks ago with Isaac on your podcast, you two were talking about venues. You didn't even talk about Blackford. Shame on you. Oh, a little really? bit. Yeah. I, I, I swear to God, I was like, listen to it. I was like, say Blackford, say Blackford, say Blackford. So what's up, Ashley and Nick? But you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, no, no, it's, it's all good. I'm just fucking with you. But like in general, like that was a place that, that, you know, whenever that happened, I was just like, I got to get on board there. Oh and, yeah, totally. And fans were totally about that. But um, it's, like I said, it's it's more about what we can do with people rather than what we can do like for people, if that makes sense. Totally, totally. Yeah. How has Black Forge changed the game for you as a promoter? Oh my God. Because I feel like, I hey. mean, again, I, I, I do apologize for not mentioning them. Dude, I don't even I'm, know what you're talking I'm about. I'm totally fucking with but, you, but um, you're good. But uh, as far as like, the the DIY slash like just good community place where people can go and hang out like we needed it we did and it. that became it because like Roboto wasn't it and it's never gonna be it I know I, I know you're giving me this look <laughs> no it's fine I'm not, I'm not trying to get into Roboto talk it's no, just you like, know what those it's, are the two those cool. are the two places that's what we have though in Pittsburgh for like shows on that scale I don't I don't you know I'm I just I prefer Black Forge but shout outs to brett and everybody in roboto yeah i mean well i'm, I'm giving brian this like <laughs> horrible toothy grin right now yeah so episode you, so episode two <laughs> you know what fuck. <laughs> fuck it i'm happy that you remembered that yeah but like so i ended up saying some stuff that i regret um Fair on enough. episode two and i actually panicked because i was really fucking caffeinated one day and, and i was going through some shit and i was just like oh my god could you please like delete the whole episode and brian's like no fuck you and i'm like <laughs> Um, 
okay, leave it up then, I guess. And so I, I did this like semi-public apology. Nobody gives a fuck about public apologies on my end anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. like I, I said some stuff I regret and, uh, you know, I do apologize for it. I just think that, you know, they have a place in the community. They definitely do. Oh, yeah. Um, they do a lot of great work there. They really do. They, um, I mean, you know, shout out to Brett. Um, shout out to everybody there. Yeah. Really come to think of it. Heck, Q, I never even got to meet, you know, Mike in real life at this point but like even what he did back in the day is just you know the the, the, the whole thing about Roboto is like we haven't really done anything there just because we just haven't had like a demand for it at this point again it's with people not for people so like I, I've been you first I was gonna say I, I think it really just goes back to talking about how like there's so many different scenes in Pittsburgh yeah and you know I think that it's just that over the years, I've come to terms with the fact that Roboto is just not for me as a musician. That's cool. I will go watch other bands there. Anytime I play there, it's just not a good experience for me. I can, I, I'm like, I'll be playing shows with like, like a lot of friends and it's nice to see the friends, but it's just not the environment for me as an artist. And, you know, SPAC whatever. is really good though. SPAC rules. SPAC fucking for rules. Sure. <laughs> for sure. For sure. But, you know, I think the thing, though, kind of going back to what you said about Roboto, I know that, sure. you know, back then you regretted it. And, I, you know, I was like, I'm not taking the episode down no. <laughs> because, you know what? I think that there just needs to be a more open and honest discussion about things. And it's like maybe you were a little sharp on your words, but it was still like how you genuinely felt. So at the time anyway, so it's like why sugarcoat things or why kiss people's asses? Like, I think everybody should be more honest and direct, not necessarily be like an asshole, but you know, if you feel a certain way about something and you have your own viewpoints and they don't clap, like if they don't work with somebody else's, you know, just still like communicate, talk. I was definitely an asshole <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I honestly don't remember what you said. I think you. Did. Oh, I remember what you said. Never mind. I mean, yeah, if you I, I, I said fuck Roboto. Yeah, that's cool. I'll say it out there. I mean, the the whole point of it was that like I was basically told like the way I was doing shows wasn't welcome, and I was pissed off that they never opened the venue on time. Like literally, the people that ran the venue were running it on punk time. Like the other thing too what? is that and one thing I do want to say to clear the air is sure. that a lot of the people that are involved with Roboto now were not the people that were involved three years ago. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So yeah. They, they, they're running a much better ship at this point, but still just for me as an artist, like with Sykes mm -hmm. and with gray Walker, sure. It's just not the right venue for us. It's like fucking ranch dressing and ice cream. No, no like it just oh, doesn't mix. What's wrong with that? No, I'm just fucking you with you. Fucking freak. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, no, like even the people that were there, like I've, you know, tried to talk to them and be like, look, I was a dick. I'm sorry. People made fun of me because I wore Google Glass at shows, which I was a dick and I'm sorry for that. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, we, uh, I, I didn't quite make up and I don't think that everything will ever be perfect, but you know what? They're cool. I'm happy that they're part of the community. I'm happy that they're doing what they're doing. And yeah, because it's, yeah, it's all of the, all of that talent that plays there regularly. It's a good space for them. Absolutely. Like, yeah. and then, like they don't, they might not have other places. I mean, granted, they could play at Black Forge and stuff like that, but the more spaces that we have, the better because there's so much fucking talent. Even with the amount of stuff we do have, there's still not enough spaces to accommodate everything that's going on. Not only spaces, but like even the way you get there. 
like I think it is so cool that we have so many places that are on bus routes, for example, um, with Uber and Lyft. I mean, you have countless ways to get to wherever you want to get to. And even with like the bike share program that's in Pittsburgh now, like so much has changed in three years and a lot of it for the better. I just, I think it's really cool. I think all of it's cool. So I'm happy that we got to clear that up. <laughs> that <one. laughs> I I remember I remember that was a thing but you know I mean that's the thing too is you know I there you know I feel a certain way about Roboto I feel a certain way about like different places you know and if it comes up I'll say how I feel I'm fucking like 32 years old well not 32 yet but I will be soon happy birthday in October it's a few months away but still it's like the fuck (laughs) am I gonna get in trouble because yeah. I said, like, oh, I don't really, I don't really like playing at Roboto. Who gives a shit? Exactly. I mean, a lot's changed. I don't like the keynote anymore. Is the keynote cool. still a thing? The keynote's still a thing. I had a fallout with them, but you know what? <laughs> I had a fallout with a lot of people, so whatever. I but I'm still alive, and they are too. So that's cool. I haven't cool. seen anybody. Sorry, that's okay. You're just you're you're on fire right now. Oh my bad. <laughs> that's okay. I think it'll be okay. okay. Uh, we're referring to uh, Tim's input. He's just like really getting on the mic right now. You know. Yeah. Just spitting hot fire. Spitting super hot fire. Too loud. The keynote <laughs> is still around, and they're doing a lot of open mic nights there, and a lot of like collaborative community events and things like that. Okay. It's not really like the promoter band venue game yeah, anymore. I haven't seen anything, but I don't there's yeah, I mean yeah. there's there's a couple people that still do stuff there. I think couple may even be generous and may just be one person at this point. But like, you know, they do their thing and there's somewhere in that community for people to go and hang out. And you have Christiana's right around the bend, so you get good pizza while you're at it. That's the one thing I miss about not doing the keynote anymore, dude. Fuck, I miss I miss Christiana's. Shout out to Christiana's. What's up? Keys of success. But like, oh my God, I just, I wish I could buy like 10 more Christiana's pieces and just bring them to shows. I don't, I don't care. I fucking love that place. <laughs> That was what? like that was like an awkward laugh. Like like you're not really being funny right now, Tim. You're well, just no, being desperate no, and are. sad. But I like, would, for real, no. I'm so, I, I miss it. I I'm just it. I was just <laughs> thinking about like uh pizza places that are close to venues now. We were just we were just talking about Spack Brothers, but like there's a what the fuck uh like Pasquales or whatever it is. It's by Black Forge. It's Wait, on Warrington. Pasquales or Pascal? Or, no way. I forget what it's. Huh. I don't know. I, I could be way off, but it's. It's right around the corner from Black Forge, and the guy that owns it is like a total shitbag. Oh, well, then fuck uh, him. He's just like <laughs> always yelling at people and being a smart ass, and the food's okay, but he's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, then fuck it. You're, you're yeah. right by, you know, you're right by Station Square and the South Side, so. I'm close enough to Fiori's, too. Yeah, Fiori's is a hot yeah. topic. Some people don't like it. I think it's okay. I see. I, I haven't heard anything about them. That's really? How, that's how detached I am. Yeah. Oh, my God. Somebody buy this man a Fiori's mm, pie I'm immediately. Sorry. Vegetarian, please. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're still doing that? Still doing that. Cool. Yeah. We're 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 sliding on the yeah, rails. Let's just, get this back. Let's get sorry, this conversation sorry. back on track. That's no, okay. This isn't any different than any other conversation, Tim. That's true. You know? Yeah. Um so bands that you're working with now. Styles of music, genres 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 yeah that's a weird fucking word it is anyways styles styles like 
Are you noticing any trends of bands that you're working with? It seems like from what I observe, you sure. work with like a pretty eclectic mix of stuff. But like, what are you seeing that's like really relevant now versus so, three years ago? Um, I mean, honestly, the genres really haven't changed that much. And that's sort of a sad thing, I think, on my end, is that we really haven't like found a more diverse set of genres than than what we're working with right now we've always been like pop punk and metalcore and um you know your occasional like actual death band and and things along those lines um weird mixes of acoustic sometimes uh rarely see we've been working with about 60 different unique bands so far this year locally anyway um and you know, you can almost take the entire 60 and just kind of divide it up into lighter or heavier, really. Yeah. Um, what do you, what shows do you see more people coming out to or more people being engaged with? Like what styles, like what, like, yeah, like what, what bands are working? Does it matter sure. for style or does it just matter with like the bands and how they're promoting so themselves? The honesty is that I think it really has to do with the band. I think that people aren't coming out necessarily to the one genre shows that we were trying, uh, unlike the mixed bills that we've been doing. We found that, you know, a couple of years ago, pop punk was huge locally, and it still is. Yeah. For ours, for our shows, rather, it's been um, just all over the board, honestly. I think that there's sort of a, a group of like, alternative and medi, medi, uh, metal and heavy and like metal core bands that have kind of been sticking together. Um, which I think is kind of cool. Um, they've been doing their thing. Uh, just to name drop a handful, uh, feast on the fallen has been doing a lot over the last year. Feast on the fallen is, uh, wait, no, maybe I have heard of them. Feast on the fallen. I feel, I feel like maybe we played a show with them. Possibly. I mean, in which band? With Grey Walker. Right. Maybe. Maybe. Anyways, I'm sorry. No, it's totally fine. I'm more um, or less just, I'm really curious about local metal bands, especially right. if like you name drop one that I'm not familiar with. I'm like, huh. So Okay, anyways. No, no, Feast for sure. on the Fallen. Feast on the Fallen. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, if I link this like to the page, literally every band that works with us and be like, why didn't you name drop us? So I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but like, no, but like seriously, there's like, if you go through our event pages, like it's just, there are shows that are specifically heavy. And I think that those do pretty well. I think that like for the lighter end of the spectrum, they don't really do as well with just like one genre. Like if it's just nothing but pop punk or if it's like nothing but like metal core, um, the metal, the, the heavier shows will do better. So I think it kind of mixes well with, with our name. Although at the same time, we're not just heavy, so maybe a name changes in order. I don't know. I mean, I, I, think, I, don't I, I think you should just find a brand that works and stick with it, Tim. I, I know, right? People don't think... Nobody thinks about it. Nobody cares as much as you do. Yeah, I know. Nobody's you, you thinking just, about it like that. It. Um, but no, like I think that there are a lot of bands locally that have been you know, doing their thing. Um, uh you know, like I said, I don't want to really name drop That's one specific fine. one. We don't got to name drop bands. So it's cool. We were talking about. You think that it's the band over the genre? Absolutely, right? Yeah. So, let's let's uh talk about 
things that you think make bands a little bit better in terms of promotion and marketing and getting themselves out there because some motherfuckers can't just figure it out and it just seems like it's the hardest thing in the world for them to maybe sell a ticket or to just invite people out to a show like they just want to play the show and show up not bring merch leave after they play and it's like why why are you doing this I think that like there are always going to be some bands that just want to do that. And I think that that's cool. And I think if that's like their thing, do your thing. You I don't know what get I mean? it though. Like, well, neither do I, but be I'm like just a, not working with them. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's, cool. it's I just don't do understand thing. why you want to take the time to load up your gear, drive to a venue, not bring any merch, not, not even like fucking like pieces of paper with your name written on them to like give something to the, the people that are there to like, you know, make a mark to leave your impression not talk to any of the other bands and then leave after you play, not watch anyone else. It's like, why were you there? Nobody knows who you were. And it's like, people don't want to be your, especially on a local level. People don't want to be your fan. They want to be your friend. Yeah, I agree. And I just don't get, I don't know. I mean, obviously this is coming from a place of some personal things and people I've had to work with. I'm aware. Uh, But it's just like, I just, it just hate it. So I just am curious about like what you're seeing younger bands do that's successful and working that like you're stoked on and maybe some stuff you're seeing them do that you aren't so stoked on. Okay. So like the, the, the big thing right now that I've seen is that the industry as a whole has just been very stuck in the past. We're still worried about paper flyers. We're not worried about ways to get to the fan. We're worried about um, telling you know people that there's a show. We're not we're not interested in trying to find ways to get them to commit to go. I think that a lot of the game has changed because we're so overloaded with information and things like that. I mean, I've been rather quiet this whole time, just trying to think about like what we've really been like this whole scene in general. You're asking about like what bands have been doing that have been you know good and and what some that haven't and like you know, media is so key anymore. It's like, if we can sit on Facebook right now and it costs us nothing, it costs us the electricity of our phone, the internet cost. And I mean, all that could be free if you stand outside of a coffee shop, right? Support your local coffee shop, of course, but like Black Forge, again, Black Forge swag, but like, you know, in general, it's like you could go to, uh, you could go anywhere and you can just spend a little bit of time on it. I think that the part that drives me crazy is whenever people just don't care. Like how you said that like nobody cares more than you and then they themselves don't care. Like, you know, you need to do something and you need to do something every day. It's, they say that like it takes a lot of time in order to learn a new skill or in order to master a skill. I forget how many hours, what, 10,000, something like that. But like you don't need all of that. Heck, Facebook even makes it easy for you. Hootsuite makes it easy for you. Like Buffer, all these other apps. Like What's all, Buffer? What's Buffer? It's... Yeah. Uh, kind of like Hootsuite. Okay. But just lets you schedule stuff. Okay. I don't think it's as well known. I don't even know if it's still around. I okay. I haven't used it because I use Hootsuite. Because I use the Hoot. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Shout Hoot's out awesome. to the Hoot. I know, right? <laughs> but like, but no, but like even, even with like Facebook, right? Because like you have Pages Manager now on iPhone and Android. There's, you know, just those two platforms anymore. You can go and schedule something. You can say, hey, everybody, we're playing this show mm-hmm. in five days. Click here for tickets. And then you can hit schedule and then it can post it while you're eating dinner yeah, or while you're drinking with your friends. I fucking have been telling all of my homies, 
get on scheduling posts. Yeah. People were like, like, I don't know how you keep up with stuff. I'm like, do you think I'm actually sitting around just on my phone posting all that shit? It's like, no, motherfucker. I am. I have a schedule. <laughs> well, no. What it is, I, like, I, it's like every Sunday I sit down, I take like an hour or two depending on what's going on, and I schedule shit for Grey Walker, for Start the Beat, for Sykes throughout the week. So I'm going off and doing other shit, and then, you know, then things are just posted throughout the week. Like, hey, you know, even stuff as simple as like, Oh, like I'm playing the show in two hours. It's the, not like two hours before the show and I'm sitting around posting that. I post, I've scheduled that a fucking week ago. Right, exactly. The problem is that like also people want to practice their, their craft and that's cool, but like there's more to it than that. So why don't bands or artists in general just take like a portion of their practice, whether it be 15 minutes, 20 minutes and just say, you know what? Okay, so we have this stuff coming up. Let's do our part to promote it. You know what I mean? Like, like you said, because I think that you probably nailed it on the head. Nobody cares more than you. So make them. Exactly. Make them care more than you. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty much. I like it. I like you. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. No, but like in general, like, you know, there's there's that. And then like the second part is also video. I think the video is key nowadays, too, because like, you know, you've always had really cool videos, um, whether it be for your personal stuff or whether it be for a band. But even besides the music videos, just to have like ads that are engaging for example like hey we're playing this show even if you don't have a fucking promoter even if you're diy it like windows movie maker who cares if it looks shitty do something most people have a camera on their phones nowadays that is more than sufficient enough have you ever to seen film uh you know something simple exactly yeah have you ever seen those wrestling promos of like like really like DIY, not DIY wrestlers, but like those like like the indie wrestlers. Exactly, yeah. And they'll they'll cut a promo like a few days or a week before and they'll be like, come out to the ice mine. Bill Molner's <laughs> promoting us. Here we go. I'm gonna get the Universal Championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Belt. Oh, yeah. What's up, Bill Molner? But like in general, it's like there's you know, you could do something simple like that, do something silly. Be creative. You're an artist. But like it's not just about the bands though. And I think that that's important too, is that like, you know, it's easy to go and blame musicians and artists for everything. And that's probably part of the problem, but it's not the whole problem. I think that if we have a structure to everything, if we have promoters, do your fucking job. And I don't do my job nearly well enough. And I recognize that. So I'm committing like that. I'm going to, I'm going to do my job better than I ever have. I'm going to go and, and get these, you know, digital ads out. I'm going to go and, and use social media to its full capacity. I'm going to use Snapchat. I'm going to use Instagram. I'm going to go and, and target things to different people, you know, just all these different things. And it can't just be the artist doing it. Now, that's not a way to say that artists shouldn't do anything or that it's only the promoter or the management's job to do it because it's not, it's everybody's job to do it. But at the same time, it's like, there are people that need to step up. I'm one of them. I, I haven't stepped up nearly to where, you know, I can be where I know I can be. Yeah. So I'm committed to go and step that up. But yeah. like, but videos are such a big thing because, you know, people are always on YouTube. People are always looking through Instagram and videos autoplay now. So you're scrolling through your feed and your video ad for your show or your new single or whatever is there so you know video nobody does it people need to do it people do it just not enough people not enough people well i think a reason why a lot of people don't do it is because they make it 
seem more difficult than it actually is. That's why most people procrastinate in general. Yeah. You know, it's not like I said, everybody has the th- it's like I wish I could make a video that they think that in their head staring at Facebook on their iPhone that's fully capable of taking the fucking video. They could take the video. You're not wrong. <laughs> and they could You're post it to Facebook right there. Like or fucking the, or the hoot. Yeah, right or there. whatever. Technology's yeah. fucking crazy. I say this all the time. Like, you could fucking design your merch and email it to get screen printed. You could take your band photos. You can record a goddamn demo and upload it to Spotify or whatever you want, all from your goddamn fucking phone. When I met you 10 years ago at the Airbrush shop, we couldn't do that shit. No, we couldn't. We were, I mean... <laughs> People were selling music on iTunes, but it was hell to get it there. Yeah. And you know? it's, you know, there's a, it's, it's really easy to get stuff out. And, but still, even as easy as it is, people still make it seem like it's some difficult thing. And it, it kills me. Um, and also going back to how everybody needs to uh, do more, you know, I think that going back to bands, not promoting things makes me think about how it looks for the fans. I want to get, can I interrupt you real fast? Yeah. I actually want to spin this sideways if that's cool. Okay. Cause I, like, I, I, yeah, I like that. Okay. I mean, I know I do. Okay, I do. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because like, okay, we've been talking about what bands aren't doing and what artists aren't doing. And in my case, I also brought up what promoters and management aren't doing. I think that like we've had that mentality for so long as an industry, as individuals, you and me, whatever. I think that like for me, one of the eureka moments that switched it up was whenever I started thinking like a fan. And I want to go back to that because I want to talk about like how fans are feeling it. Oh, totally. Like, well, that's that's pretty that's actually where my conversation was gonna I'm sorry. head. Cause what I was gonna say was that whenever you have, you know, bands that show up and don't get engaged, you know, with anybody there and how you know, people don't want to be your fan. They want to be your friend. And that's my mentality. It's just trying to actually step off the stage and become connected with the people that are there and like really engage with the people that are at a show that aren't in bands. You know, it's not right. hard. Like, Hey, what's up? What are you into? What do you do? Do you play in a band? No. Oh, you just came out to see people. Who'd you come see? Oh, you know, that person, yeah, that dude's cool. Blah, 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 blah. Just like make, friends because friends will support friends i agree but it has to be like legit well, yeah, genuine. don't be fake with people i'm not saying be do it just to you know use somebody i'm just saying like if you don't genuinely want to be you know i'm talking on like a on a diy level i'm talking like we're playing shows at black forge to sure. like 30 40 people right if you don't want to be a friend with every person in that room for the most part then why are you there I agree. I think that, you know, that's that's definitely part of it. Like, you definitely have to go and, and talk to people. I'm not saying that, like, you need to, like, fucking, like, make plans to go to TGI Fridays with everyone or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, establish a connection. Don't act like you're too fucking cool for school and not talk to anybody and act like you're hot chicks. You're not. We're all on the same playing field. It doesn't matter if you've been playing music for one year or ten years. We're all playing a fucking show at Black Forge or we're all at Roboto. It's the same fucking playing field. Be cool and you know fuck seniority and all this like attitude shit 
is See, what I'm saying. I, I, I know, and I feel you on that. I don't really think that, at least in in the little bit of a music scene that, that I'm involved with, that there's a lot of attitude. Um, and if there is, maybe I just don't see it. Maybe people just kind of hide it from me. But well, at, at least do you do you work with mostly younger bands? No. Okay. That's a common misconception is that there's actually two. The first is that we work with all younger bands. The second is that we work with bad bands. Um, those are common misconceptions. And I think that the reason why a lot of people feel that way is because they've seen maybe a handful of shows where we've experimented. We've had younger people like playing and stuff or that maybe we haven't booked the, the best bands ever. So actually that's, that's a good point not to, not to like take this in that direction, but just real fast. Cause I have to like, we work with every, yeah. with everybody. We work with older bands. We work with younger bands. Well, I, I think I mean younger bands, not necessarily in terms of age of the members, but age of the band itself. Some. I think that, well, in, in both. Like, yeah, we work with a lot of newer bands for sure. Um, and, you know, even the young ones, I'm not ashamed of that. No, I don't um, think it's I, wrong. I think that it's just, I think basically the whole reason why I asked that okay. is because with a lot of the shows that I do, yeah. especially with, the metal stuff mm -hmm. we're playing with bands that have been around for a while and there's a lot of sort of like jaded clicky attitude and i think it just comes with like the territory I guess of being playing around so at the long. smiling moose for 10 years will do it to you sure at the same time i work with some bands that have played the smiling moose for 10 15 years and the one band is funny because they, they told me the name of the smiling moose before the smiling moose and I don't fucking remember what it was. <laughs> I called. know, yeah, I know, yeah. Idea. But um, it was like, you know, I'm not even gonna say it. I I have no idea well, what I it was called. That, um, but, you know, you work with such a different like group of musicians that I think anytime I see a list like a flyer with a list of names I'm not familiar with, I just assume that they're newer bands. Yeah, and that's valid. But at the same time, like you know, we work with some older bands too, like um. Uh, Common Nightmare, The Invalid People, um, Embers to Ashes actually come to think of it. Like they've been, you know, they've been doing it for so long. They kind of took a hiatus and now they're back and shit, they played my second show ever, you know, and it's <laughs> like they're fucking back and that's awesome. And, you know, shout out to Nick and, and company. But like in general, I think that as for like the age of the musicians, I'm never ashamed of that. Like you no. can, you can be fucking 10 years old, 12 years old. I'm going to be real and legit with you. I'm going to go and spell everything up front and you know, you're going to have a good time because I'm going to go and pull my weight. I'm going to go and make it so that like, you're going to have a fun show. You feel me? And it's like, I want there to be, um, you know, a music. I just realized my flies down. Oops. Sorry. Um, but like, I just, I, <laughs> I want the mic picked it up. I want there to be, <laughs> I probably picked all of it up. Um, no, but like legit, like I want there to be new people in the music scene constantly. Oh yeah. Cause like, if, cause, cause like if we don't have new people interested in the music scene, I don't care how old you are. If you're younger, cool. If you're older, even better, fuck it. Like then that's new blood. That's new fans. And I don't think there's anything, I don't think there's anything wrong with working with, you know, younger bands or newer bands as with, yeah, the second part, the, like the inexperienced or the bad bands. Like, I think the, you know, there have been some bad bands that we've, we've worked with, but I'm not the judge of that. You feel me? Like I'm, I'm trying to go in and provide services to make, you know, everybody's life better and easier. You're, you're I'm trying to do giving it with people them. opportunities and a platform to showcase their art. It's, and if it's, it comes down to it and what they showcase is objectively 
good or bad, that's on them. That's not on you. I don't disagree. And like, again, it's about collaboration. It's about working with people, not necessarily just for people, you know? And if, you know, if you have heart, I want to work with you. If you do what you say you're going to do, I want to work with you. If you're shitty, I don't want to work with you. It's like, yeah. it's like that. Fuck it. Over the years, I've definitely become more accustomed to just wanting to play shows with bands that are just good, genuine people. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, if you're doing some, like, I mean, if, like, you're really, really bad, that I mean, maybe it's a problem. But if you're just not my thing or I feel like there's room for improvement, if I see a band up there that's genuinely trying and you could see that they're just not there yet, but they're passionate, they will get there. Mm-hmm. If they're cool, I'm going to support them 100% because everybody's been there. Right. Nobody starts off a fucking, you know, a master. You know, everybody has shitty shows, especially when they're starting. I agree. You know, it's I just, agree. it's part of the process. You got to. You got to get through it and figure out what works and what doesn't so you can improve your craft. So that's actually the next challenge for us is that like we want to grow to a point. I say we, by the way, because it's not just the Tim show. Like there are four people that that run events, are involved behind the scenes, um, you know, and they're awesome. My team's phenomenal. I wouldn't train for anything. But like we want to get to a point where you grow and I want to grow Mosh Pit with you. You know what I mean? Like if you get to a point where like, okay, you can draw like 50, 100, 200 people. I want to go and and help you with those right events for that. I want to get you in front of the right people. And even if I can't do it myself, even if I can't get you on that show with, you know, whatever touring band, I want to at least throw your name out there to help. Because I think that that's the right thing to do. I think it's right to go and, and, you know, help your friends, help the people that that have been there with you the whole time. And that's where the collaboration comes in. If it's just providing a service, that's a machine. Turn it on and off, you know? With this, it's more about trying to get to know people on, you know, a semi-personal level. Like, yeah, it's for some people it's pro, for some people it's just fun. But like, you know, at the end of the day, we're all doing what we love. And that's what I think is so cool about all this. Yeah, I think my, my the majority of my frustration comes from the fact that I think there are people actively active in the scene that don't love it and i don't know why they're doing it and they're taking time away from people who would kill for that stage time and it's just like get the fuck out of here like if you don't care why are you doing this see i take a stop i take a different approach to it three years ago i would have agreed with you i would have been like you know what all these shitty people need to get the fuck out fuck all of you none of you should be booking shows it's a tim show all day what's good but like nowadays I just think that like the bad people, maybe not the bad people, but the people that don't love it, the people that aren't doing it. I mean, there's a cliche, you're doing things for the right reasons. Right is a very subjective term, right? True. What's what's right to one person is wrong to another. But the people that like don't love it, the people that don't feel it, the people that, that are legitimately making it a bad place, I think that there are very few of those people nowadays. And that's what I love about time is that like, the older we get, the longer we stay with it. The shitty people just go because I don't think people want to keep working with them. I don't think that that's true. Yeah, I, I don't think that they have room to be here because you know word gets around, and maybe not even that it gets around. Like you can only do so much shit. Um, there was a company, you know, shit. 
a few years ago that used to throw a certain type of event at a certain venue and they would go and consistently do it and I'm not going to get any more specific than that because you know what? I don't really want a lawsuit. Fuck you. <laughs> okay. But the truth is that like, you know, word got around. The internet's a thing. Somebody ended up getting sued because of it and uh, they fought and they won. The person that got sued won and, you know, they sued him for libel. It wasn't a lie. It was just an opinion. And, you know, the word got around from that. They're no longer in existence. The people that were part of that collective, I guess you could say, like ended up doing their own thing. And some of them still book Pittsburgh. But I think that not everybody in, in these bad companies are bad. I just think that like the individuals that are bad, like, you know, do your thing as long as you want. I'm not going to go and hate on you, you know, but you will get what's coming for you. And it won't be from me. It'll be from everybody. Yeah, I think it so. seems like it seems like you're coming at this from like a promoter angle, viewing other promoters. Sorry, and yeah. no, that's okay. I guess so. No, I get it. I'm coming at this from like a you know musician viewing other bands that I play with. Well, it's very equivalent to that too. Yeah, it's the I same. mean, there's there are so many bands I've seen that have come and gone over the years. Shit, if I kept a list of every single band that I've booked over the last 10 years. I mean, it would go across your carpet, yeah. you know? And it's like, there are little individual things from different bands that you remember. Little, you know, shit from that. A lot of good times. Some bad. But at the end of the day, the people that that were shitty left. It's funny though, because like there are different scenes where this is more prevalent than others. Very fortunate that the bit that I've been involved with hasn't had extreme shitty people i'll put it that way versus a lot of other scenes and i'm very thankful for that i'm not proud that any of that happens in pittsburgh yeah you know i i wish that none of that would happen any you know never anywhere but like at the end of the day if you love it who am i to tell you to fuck off you know do your thing even if i don't agree with it as long as you're not hurting anybody or being a shitlord i just want people to be genuine and just not do what they do for because like I don't, I don't know what it is you know it's like there's certain situations that I can think of that really bug me um you know where again I don't want to name drop any anybody or anything but sometimes these bands show up to shows and it just seems like it's a chore for them to be playing the show. You know, they don't want to, they don't want to, they're not contributing. They're not talking to anybody. They're in a bad mood. And it's just like, shout out to every single touring band that I've booked <laughs> over the last like couple of years. Not, maybe not every single touring band, but the majority of touring bands over the last couple of years that have begged for a date to come to Pittsburgh. And I was just like, yeah, sure. I got you. I'm throwing a show that day anyway. Yeah, you can do it. I'll pay you. Sure. And they show up and they're like, oh, uh, where, where do we load in? Oh, well, if you read the sheet that I made, you know, it would tell you don't load in because it's black forge and it's fucking small place. Yeah. Like, you know, here are your instructions. Like here, I, I made a printed copy for you because I figured you didn't read it. Okay, cool. Yeah, man. We'll, uh, We'll, we'll be back. And then they just like sit in their van and like, you know, smoke weed. And that's cool. Like if that's your thing, I don't drive after you smoke weed. I don't, you know, don't fucking run into me, but like, you know, like nothing as weed smokers by way, but like in, in general, it's like, you know, there are these, all these people that, that I've booked that thankfully not many locally. Let me get that. Okay. Let me make that clear. Not many locally, but like, especially like 
DIY artists on tour that have gone to message me be like, Hey, can we play this date? Yeah, sure. I got you. Here's a guarantee. You know, here's some, here's some bonus pay if you draw and then they'll show up and then they'll leave and then they'll show up right before they're about to play or they'll just stand outside the whole time. That's exactly what I'm fucking talking about. But I I deal with that on a local level. I I, am sure. And I'm sure that it it happens locally and it happens everywhere. And I, you know, it's, it's something that's happening nationwide. Remember four, one, two fest. We don't talk about four, one, two fest. (laughs) Okay. We'll talk. It would be like, it would be like fucking five people watching a band and like, 150 local musicians outside sitting on a hill. So that was some, (laughs) you're not wrong. You're not wrong. That was it. Now was this, was this like the, the drop dead for one, two fest or was this like the after drop? Oh, every single one of them. Okay. They were all like that. Oh my God. Throwback the memories. (laughs) Let me ask you this. Cause this this was something whenever I was driving here, I was thinking about asking you, okay, what is one event or one thing that you wish would come back locally or nationally or anything in that regard. Like what is, what is one thing over the years? Cause you and I've been doing this for way too long. I'm just kidding. We've not way too long at all, but like we've been at it for a while. Yeah. And there's been so much that has come and gone over that time. What's one thing that you wish would come back? You know, I would really have to think about it. Um, I thought that Faded Fest was really cool. Faded Fest was awesome. She back to, yeah. like going back to Isaac, who was mm-hmm. yeah. you know just on the show a few weeks ago. Yeah, shout out to point. Isaac for sure. Um, I thought Faded Fest was really cool because of the way it was set up, and it was just really fortunate in the because I know they did one the last Faded Fest they did was like after the Matrix Complex had been leveled, so yeah. they had it like it like. Like the smiling moose and uh, diesel, like and it was like kind of like scattered, almost like uh, how like uh, a South Side Deutsch Fest Town almost. was. Oh or, right, right, uh, yeah. Or uh, Strip District Music Fest. Um, but for anybody that missed out on the original Faded Fest, it was in the sh- in uh, Station Square, and there used to be this club called Matrix that was attached to like Saddle Ridge, which was like an awful <laughs> cowboy bar. I miss that place and uh, a few other places. But like the cool thing about the way the building was set up was that everything was interconnected Four nightclubs in one. Yeah. So and basically they just had, you know, all of the each nightclub was a different stage and had like a different genre of music. So there was like the metal stage and then the rap stage and like a like more like rock stage. And uh, I don't remember the whole mixture, but. It was really, really cool. It was like first like two or three years that they had it. I um I really, really liked that event a lot. Yeah. It amen was like the, to that. The first time that I saw a whole ton of local talent in such a small concentrated area. And I made like a lot of friends with a lot of people that I'm still friends with to this day. Actually, I did this podcast that well now technically it has gone up with the library collective. But the library collective. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm working with two of their artists right now. Um, yeah, I yeah. just, I just, I just did it. I just recorded an episode with them. It's not up yet. Oh my God. Who, who was it with? It was with Matt and Shugs. Sweet. Um, okay. But anyways, sorry, Shugs. Well, after I did my intro for the podcast, I guess like he had no idea 
about like who was doing who I was at the time. Okay. He was like, oh shit, you're Sykes. Like I filmed you back at Faded Fest. <laughs> nice. So it's kind of like a weird roundabout like throwback to how Faded Fest was and how I met him all those years again. And I was like, you looked familiar. And then uh, instead of sleeping, shout outs to that yeah, whole crew. Oh my God. I met them at Faded Fest and I could probably name drop a lot more, but I'll just, yeah, no, I'm not going to keep it's it all, going. It's but all good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my very, very long answer to that question. That's cool. That's cool. Faded yeah. Fest was, I thought it was a really, really good time. Absolutely. Very cool. Who are you working with in the library collective? Um, I am working with, see, I always mispronounce their name. Is it Trem, Tremor, Tremoravia? I'm not sure. Oh my God. I, see, I, I, this, this is a shame because like there, you know, there are all these artists that are like new that are working with us and, you know, the booking process that I have is honestly, it's very grassroots. It's just over Facebook messenger and it's like, you know, I, I send a text to people or a Facebook message and nobody ever says their name out loud. So it's like, how the fuck do you pronounce it? And that's a <laughs> cop ask. out. That's a cop out. But I mean, it's fair. There's been a few times that I've had guests come on the podcast and whenever they get here, I'm just like, how do you pronounce your last name? Because I don't know. And I don't want to mess it up. Okay. Hey, and uh, Trem. Okay. Fuck. I'm going to, I'm going to keep fucking. I'm, I may it. have met some of those people whenever I went to their studio. Okay. when I did the episode and I met like a dozen people in like three minutes and I was just like, Oh my God, there's so many people here. This is nuts. Yeah, it was awesome. Definitely. Uh, well at this point that episode is out, so go check it out if you haven't. Woot. And, uh, Tim, uh, it'll be up. I don't know. It'll be in a couple. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's up. I don't want to confuse the listeners by telling you when it's going to be, up. you know how things the, go. No, I absolutely. record this in advance. If you didn't know, Right. We're actually about like a month out from episodes now because I already have like three or four that are in the backlog. Oh, sweet. That's awesome. Yeah. I just, uh, you can also, who else have I done? I just did Jesse Turnbull from Nafel. No fucking way. Yes. And I know that you did yeah. a show with them, right? Oh my God. Yeah. They're such good people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's coming up too, or that's available now. So you can go check that one out. <laughs> <laughs> they love to crank their hog. Anyway, continue. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. So th actually, yeah. Th those are the um, those are the past three PV <laughs> previous three episodes are Jesse Turnbull, Library Collective, and Raymond Strife. That's so fucking awesome. So, oh my god, such good people. That's I think again. That's what's so cool about the scene is that there's so many diverse people that are doing their different things. Is it diverse or diverse? I would say diverse. I'm tomato, sorry. tomato. Yeah, sure. Except tomato's not correct. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so I'm, good, start, I'm actually going to start saying tomato. Like, God damn it. Uh, we should as a, as a tomato. nation. Okay. You know, start that like, excuse, like, you know, extra tomato. I would never ask, no, ask for no. extra tomato I on anything. Say, don't, don't I'm do not that. a big tomato fan. What about you? Um, being a vegetarian. Well, it depends I'm, on what it is. That's true. Salsa uh, is really oh, dude. Tomato salsa is really good. Dude. I will, um, I will eat every jar of salsa on this goddamn planet. Sure. Uh, tomato ketchup. It's really good. Um, you know, who doesn't like ketchup, right? Um, but some people don't. Well, oh, that's true. I don't prefer it, but I don't like hate it. See, are you a mayo kind of guy? Eh, I'll put mayo on a sandwich. Maybe, maybe I don't really uh, think about it. Okay. I don't go out of my way. I mean, I like mayonnaise, but I don't like love it. There are people that 
dip fries in mayo, and I'm just not really in about it. <laughs> Tom- tomato, mayo, mayo. Oh, I was trying. It didn't yeah. work at school. <laughs> um, I should just. No, I'm getting hungry now. Sorry, but um, so you know, anything on the horizon, super big that you might want to name drop or so plug. So the truth is that, like, I'm a really shitty promoter, and the reason why I'm a shitty promoter is because like, I, I should be hyping up things more than I do, but. I don't want to give people the wrong impression. So right now, like there's really nothing I can announce. There's nothing I can really talk about. We have a fantastic bunch of shows coming up in September. Um, I guess with this, this episode probably be on August at this point. Yeah. So the rest of August is fantastic. Um, we have shows the latter half of, of August. September's turning out to be fantastic. We have a blackout party in the middle of September. So that's cool. Um, we're trying to plan a bunch of big things for, October through December. What? What venues are you all promoting shows at now? Cool. So um, Black Forge obviously is our home venue. Um, We do at least two shows there a month. We do the Smiling Moose right now between one and two times a month. Um, We've tried to increase the amount of shows we do there two times a month. Um, Excuse me. And we just did a show at Cativo. It did okay. I think we'll try it again. Uh, is tough. Cativa is tough because like there are people that have played there so many times and some of the artists that we work with have said like, Oh yeah, Cativa show. Yeah. I played there twice this week. Oh, okay. it seems like they, since they finished the upstairs stage or like whatever it is, like they've been like cranking out a lot more shows there. We do the downstairs, yeah. but you know, I'm sure the upstairs is sweet too. It's the, the, the PA is pr- practically mirrored. Okay. It's just as nice. The, the space is just a little bit smaller, but it's not that much smaller. That's cool. But yeah, if you're ever in a jam and you're doing a show there and the upstairs is only available, take it. Like the upstairs sounds good. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. Noted. Thank you. Um, we're still doing Stage AE. Uh, we do try to do one club at Stage AE show a year. Um, every one that we've done so far sold out. So we're trying to continue that. Um, now I've, I've mentioning like one to two shows a month at these different places. I think it's important like to just to go back to the mosh pass real fast. Like our tickets are month long passes. So what we try to do is we try to make them as value packed as possible. The way that we look at it is that there are so many people locally that haven't discovered Pittsburgh artists. They'll go to a big show. They'll maybe check out a local once or twice, but like there are so many times that people just don't have anything to do on a certain night of the week. And they just want to fucking go out and do something and we're a great way to get into local artists. Like I think I legitimately feel that we have the best deal nationwide on how to get into artists in any one city. 10 bucks gets you into all of them. You know what I mean? That, that we do. And we're trying to partner up with some other promoters, trying to extend it to their shows as well, just to try to bring that community on the play. Um, you know, that's, that's like, that's so huge is that, you know, you have the ability to go to, all the shows that we do within one month. Um, but like even beyond that, like we're trying to do better events, bigger events, events that bands are very proud of playing um, as well as events that fans want to go to. And that was something I was trying to bring up before. And, I, and then my, my thought process got skewed. Cause like we've been talking about like promoting for so long, promoting this, promoting that artists need to do it 
promoters need to do it, but like, it's about how to reach them. It's about like what they want. Cause at the end of the day, like I'm so thankful every day that I'm working with who I'm working with, that there are so many other people that, you know, we've reached out to that they've reached out to us that we're building these, you know, relationships that they, that go beyond music. These venues, uh, record labels, promote, um, other promoters, tour managers go down the line. But at the end of the day, it's all about fans. It's about what they want. It's about who they want to see, what they want to see, why they want to see it. And, you know, I think that as an industry, as a scene, like as long as we can keep talking to fans and keep trying to figure out what they're into, we can keep doing great things. And I think that, you know, as always, the best is yet to come. People change, we change. I'm not going to ever stick anything in concrete. It's that simple. I like it. I like you. You feeling good about this about this conversation? I am. I'm not going to ask you to delete it. I promise. <laughs> well, you know what I would say if you see, did. See, my my coffee kicked in about halfway through, and so <laughs> and then, then now you're on fire. Yeah, the first half I'm just like apologizing for everything. Now, <laughs> now I'm now I'm ready. You know, I'm ready to go. Like, come on, episode number four hundred. Now let's do this. You got anything else you want to drop before we before we cut this? See, I wish that we would talk more about touring, but. You know, at this point, I guess that the conversation is already over. So. No, it doesn't have to be. What do you want to talk about with touring? Because that's important. It's so important. I, I think that, I think that I hated on a lot of touring bands like a couple minutes ago. Maybe at this point, maybe a half hour ago. But like, <laughs> to be fair, but like, touring is so important to like any musician that's trying to grow. And there's always so much that that they need to do in order to get to where they need to be. At the same time, it's relying on so many different people that aren't necessarily devoting the same amount of energy into it that an artist or you know a tour manager is. I just think that there's so much disruption that's available there. That there's so many ways that artists and and everybody can honestly get better. And I just wish that there was like more focus on that because I, I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's an open end. What, what do you think? Am I wrong on this? No. Touring is definitely it's. Have you ever toured? Not really. Okay. I mean, I've played, I've done a lot more weekends than like tours. That's fair. Um, you know, it's just like I mentioned earlier in the conversation. I am a 32 year old adult with a full time job that I do like and a life that I like. And some people might say that it's like selling out to say that I'm comfortable. I don't think so. But, you know, for me, it's just that what's the end goal? I think everybody needs to think about your life in general outside of your art. What's the end goal? Just to be in a happy place. Like I make art with people that I love. You know, I work for a company I support. I support myself. I have a nice house, good friends. You know, like I'm good. Like I, it's like, it's not like I'm just like sitting around, like I wish something would happen. I'm always doing shit, but it is definitely important for bands to get outside of the city. 100%. If you have the, if you're, if I wish I had the opportunities and the connections that I have now, 10 years ago, cause I would have been way more on fire and able, I think I, you know, I wouldn't feel so reserved, but I still make it a point to play out of town when I can. And I, we do that with gray Walker. I do that with Sykes, even if it's only two or three days here or there, that's still better than not doing it at all. 
And it's like, while it's a slower build, you're still at least building that connection rather than sitting around being like, oh, what if, what if, what if, you know? That's fair. That's just my, my mentality on it. It's just like, I would, I think it would be awesome if I could pull off like a two week tour or something like that. But I just know that I can't successfully do that at the point that I'm at. But if I can do a weekend a month, that's better than just saying, oh, fuck it. I'm not going to do anything at all. By no means did I ever mean to attack in any certain way anything involving anybody that doesn't want to tour, can't tour because yeah. of a job or anything like that. Trust me, I've lived that life. I get it. It's It sucks whenever you can't. Like if if you if you don't want to go out and about, don't worry about it. But like what I think I was trying to get at was that like I think that touring in general in 2017 is so fucking fragmented. I think that it involves so Dude, many chains of trust. All my fucking friends that go on tour, pretty much pretty much all of them. Anytime they're on a tour, there's always like, "Oh, show fell through." Oh, don't have this going on. Like, and like that shit happens on tour and I get it. And it's just like, I'm in a position now where I don't want to fucking deal with that. I'd just rather not. And there's some people that are going to say, well, you need to get, you need to do that and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, there's a valid point to that. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. You know, and the other problem too with, something like Sykes, for example, is it's just like my ideas is kind of going into like our ideas being big. Like the live show for Sykes is big and it's getting bigger. Absolutely. And, yeah. you know, with the band and the visuals and the projectors and I'm getting into like lights and like all this stuff, that's not like it doesn't work on like the DIY circuit. And that's just what I've come to found, like find over the past year or two, like trying out playing all these different things, getting more, trying out the DIY scene more, seeing is this going to work for me or playing bigger shows. And that's why like Roboto doesn't work for Sykes because I can't play a successful show there because it doesn't sound right. It doesn't look right. Like the, it's like, I, it's like, I want to build a fucking show. I don't want to just be like a group of dudes in a room playing, which is fine for certain styles of music. But for what I'm doing, it's this huge thing. And I want it to be this huge thing. And to take something like that on the road just requires like so much building the contacts to be able to play in places that allow you to do it. And I've learned that from experience from a business standpoint, like, you know, as a promoter, yeah, it sucks to think about money, but yeah, at the same time, you have to. And no, totally. whenever you have, you know, artists that have elaborate setups, you have to get them to a place that can sustain that. So, for example, in my head, what comes to mind a lot of times is like, okay, so you have a, a very elaborate projector setup. So what venues can I do it at? Can I do it at Black Forge? Well, they have a they have a projector. That's true. Well, the sound, eh, I mean, the sound's not terrible. It just kind of sucks from a monitor standpoint what other venues are options smiling moose no can't do a projector there because there's no space for it what other places well you could but it'd be tough no it wouldn't i I mean it's the short throw projector 
Oh, yeah, that's right. So you're fucking special. I don't I don't have a uh, special in a good way, by the way. Yeah. I don't I, I remember because we were talking a long time ago about projectors and stuff. And then you ended up telling me you got a short throw, which is awesome. OK, never mind. You know what? Fuck everything else about to say because seriously, that, well, I mean, that changes there's, everything. There's ways around it, but it's still not like it depends. Like, you know, it just needs to be like. I think just for what I do, it just you know, it, I feel like it works better in different situations and like the plans that I have for the future moving forward with the next iteration of Sykes and a New Violence because we have two shows right this year and then that's it. That's it for 2017. And I think that that's really fucking bold of you so, to do that. But you know, what? We, I got we got an album to record, got new member slash members Ooh. to get integrated. OK, then record this fucking album. And then, like, I have, like, a whole new live setup idea, like, with props and fuck it. Everything, I can, yeah. It's like, I can do it. It's like, I just want to make this show, like, every single aspect of art that I could physically do. Okay. You know, and, and incorporate all of it. And I have the vision in my head, and I'm going to do it. So, so do it's it. It's going to take a few months for me to do it right. But that's okay, because you know what? Winter's coming up, holidays, people will be distracted anyways. So. Sure. But yeah. Okay. At this point, I think maybe all of the shows are done for the year. Maybe, Good. possibly, depending on when people are listening to this. That's fair. I don't know. Touring's important. If you can tour, definitely do it. Um, but, you know, just this is a fuck. I mean, we can keep talking about this shit forever. It's just like I think about, you know, say you want to be the next of uh, what's like a big indie band right war. now. Like, no, not war. Like Mac DeMarco. Oh, okay. I like war. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, uh, sure. Sorry. War's great. And Mac DeMarco seems like a nice guy, but you know, he's like, you know, just whatever kind of music he is like indie rock, I guess you can start like a Mac DeMarco could start in Roboto and grow from there. A band like, Guar couldn't or on a more realistic level a band like Nickelback are you calling Guar not realistic no I'm just saying on like a a more basic level like dudes in jeans and t-shirts playing rock music exactly yeah a band like like a Nickelback or uh, a Stone Sour just to like you know because that was a recent heated debate Uh, but uh, a band like that couldn't you couldn't get started in like a Roboto scene. You need like a, like if you're a bigger ballsy rock band, I feel like you need to get your start in venues that can like accommodate the sound and like the aesthetic of what the band is. You know what I'm saying? I feel so like- I always wonder how like those bands, I feel like those bands have a harder time getting started. I guess that's why they end up playing at hard rock cafe. It was like the hard rock cafe is like the Roboto for wannabe Nickelback bands. Is that a thing that just came out of my mouth? I'm going to stand it's, by it. It's, the, it's, it's honestly the truth. I don't, I think I'm going to stand by that. There, statement. there are some places and some shows that are just complete anomalies to me that hard rock cafe is one of them. I love the place. I want to do a show there, but it's, it's an anomaly to me. I don't get it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's so much to talk about and that's kind of always been the problem. There's so many avenues and aspects. Uh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. That's what's great about, doing these things we're getting stuff out there 
yeah. out and about. You know that your I haven't checked in a long time, but your episode was the second most played. Oh no. Out of all of the episodes. Oh no. Last time. Why? But that was before I transitioned to iTunes and Epicast. Oh wow. Okay. But when the when the podcast was just hosted on Bandcamp. Huh. Yeah, you were the second most played episode. Now this is gonna be the least most played episode, but that's okay. No. Nah. I think that a lot I think they'll you know, we both got a lot out. I think yeah, I think I'm, that there's problem with this. There's, yeah. I think that there's a pretty good listener base now on the show and you know, uh, I didn't mean to attack your listener base. I'm just saying that no, they don't want to listen to me. Them. That's all. No, fuck them. Fuck your listener base. No, they're all. I'm cool, just kidding. They're they're all good it's, people. It's tough love. It's tough love. I mean, that you just told them the fuck off. But I mean, I told yeah, them the fuck I off. The I didn't fuck mean off, to. I'll give them a hug. Yeah. There's beer and soda in the fridge. Nah. They, they, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two times, one episode. Now, there's there's people that if anybody's still listening now at this point. It's because, you know, they are involved and they probably give a fuck or they're just really bored. And if they're bored, go do something cool. Why did you skim over the pink telephone part? I didn't skim over well, it. I yeah, didn't I really just, think it was necessary no, to it, mention it, it. It wasn't necessary to mention it at all. But, but um, I just, I wish. You know, fuck it. Let's keep this conversation going. Sorry. So. <coughs> excuse me, listeners. Pink telephone, for those of you that don't know, was a bullshit well it wasn't bullshit but it was like a collective that i tried to organize back in the late like 2000s like let's say like 2008 9 10 that area yeah and it actually spun off from before that um me and my friend mario started doing music and uh all my early music projects i were self-released under pink telephone records and it was just a thing a name that stuck and then whenever I came up with the concept of wanting to do a collective of local musicians and photographers and artists and graphic designers, it just made sense just to keep the pink telephone name because it sounded cool. I already had branding for it. It was simple enough just to bring everybody in. Uh, tried no. to organize this for a couple years and it just seemed like everybody wanted to be a part of it, but nobody wanted to actually do any like push anything or involve you know actually utilize the benefits of the network which is a shame and i didn't mean to interrupt you or try to interrupt you yeah. before but like you had some really fucking good people in it you had some legitimately good artists um to be completely honest with you i don't really remember any of the graphic designers but i know that you know you i might have been the only one i don't know maybe well, there's I one mean, or two well, no, there's a, there a, yeah. there a few i think i stole one of your myspace layouts and like redid it <laughs> <laughs> to be that's, fair no, that's, yeah but like it the, was good um it was quality pink telephone actually came up i didn't name drop it but it does come up in the library collective episode oh um because when I was there at their space and seeing like an actual space with like a room of like seeing people working on graphic design, someone else like working on a guitar thing in a room, walking into another room. Cause they're still building parts of the, the space. Oh wow. And like somebody was like wood, like building a new vocal booth, like as I was there and then going in, they have like a big green screen room. Mm -hmm. Then they have like a couple like live studio rooms and vocal booth. Like, it's all it's a it's a fucking maze. It's like a it's like a Willy Wonka of DIY art. 
is what that building is like. And it just made me think so much about pink telephone, but like to a point where everybody that was there actually gives a fuck and they're hungry and they're building something cool. And I kind of like went off about pink telephone a bit in the sense that I had, I like, that is what I would have like dreamed of when I was starting when I was trying to do something like that, what Library Collective is doing, or Libco for short, uh, I would have like been fucking like I don't want to say I would have killed for that, but you know that that feeling. Like I just I and I was just like so inspired and so stoked for what they were doing because it's cool to see that there's like people that actually give a shit enough now to be building it and making it work, yeah, and doing it. It's fucking awesome. That is awesome. Legit. It takes so much to do anything like that physical. And, you know, like I said, I'm even though I'm working with a couple of their artists right now, like that's just so cool that, that people are taking it to that level. Even if I wasn't, I'd be saying that. Like that's that's awesome. It's fun. I think like now like I'm busy with all my own projects and stuff, but yeah. in a weird way, the podcast has kind of become like a collective networking resource for me and for other people. Uh, cause like I've met so many people through the podcast and I've like linked people up that like somebody's looking for somebody that can do a thing, whatever it is. And it's like, Oh, I actually had so-and-so on the show a couple months ago. I can get you two linked up, you know? And yeah. I think it's, it's been like a really cool thing. And that's why I still keep doing this podcast is because it gives me an opportunity to like sit down with people that I've never met or people I haven't seen in a few years three just network three years plus in your case on anything is unreal with how fast things are going nowadays. People just have this mentality of fail fast, fail often. And you haven't, you've just kept it going. I'm so stoked that you let me even back on your podcast, especially how bad the last one went. No, the last one was good. I thought it was a good episode. I mean, it it was okay. I thought it was good. At the time, it was I good. I freaked out. But yeah. No, he didn't really freak out. Yeah. Why? I, I am. probably freaked out a little bit on this one, but that's okay. It's all good. It's my goddamn show. <laughs> I should have done better with, with hyping up my shit, but you know. Look, the truth is that I eat, sleep, and breathe mosh pit. I love what I do. I'm happy, and I love working with who I work with. I want to work with more people. If you want to get involved... Facebook.com slash mosh pit rocks. Sorry, I'm plugging it. I'm not apologizing for it. I just said sorry, but don't sorry for that too. But like legit, I just, I want to be involved with good people. So have a good heart, do good work. Do you ever reach out to bands about playing shows at this point or every is it day? All? Every single day. I don't ever stop. Every day I wake up in the morning finding some new artists, messaging, messaging, messaging them. Wow, sorry, getting too hyped. Hold on. And like, there are sometimes people that are that are working with some new artists and I just want to introduce myself and I more importantly than that I want to know about them. I want to know what it is that they're about. If you're trying to get big, you know, maybe I can help you for a little bit. I I know for sure at this point I can't help you through all of it, mm-hmm. but maybe I can get you some people that can. I want to go and I want to collaborate with people. I want to go and create some great shows and some great events and I want to go even beyond events. Let's make this a city that's known for music instead of like bridges or coffee or something you know and it's sports balls sports balls yeah that too but like for real like talks cheap but sometimes talk the right way is worth a damn 
I like it. I, I mean, I you like I like <laughs> I like you. It's the third time I said it. Um. So you got your drops in, plugged your stuff, and uh, I think we're done. I think we're pretty good. Anything else you want to harp on? I'm done. We can keep going. I don't care. Are you sure? Yeah. I mean, if you have anything else worthwhile you want to throw out there. I mean, I already thanked you like a bunch of times for, for having me on. That's that's the only that's the only thing is that like you know thank you for everything you do, man. Um, thank you to all the artists and collectives and venues and everybody that works with us. I'm so thankful. Without any of you, without the fans, I wouldn't be doing any of this. But I love what I do, and I hope everybody else does too. Yeah, keep keep making art, and if you're looking for a place to showcase your art, hit up Tim. Yeah, you know he'll. He'll take care of you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Outro. And that's all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. Tim, once again, thank you for coming over. Thank you. On this rainy Monday evening. Thank you for having me. Very, very, very happy to have you over. Anytime. I miss you. Yeah. You know, you never hit me up to play a show. Uh, no, whatever. Actually, to be fair, you've only played one show I've done. Yeah. And I was at, or maybe not one, but maybe one or two at maybe Cafe Oasis. I played, I played two shows at Cafe Oasis, I think. Teen Oasis. T- Cafe Oasis. I'm getting whatever. It's okay. It's yeah, all good. Teen Oasis is such a better name. Cafe Oasis. Well, maybe next year whenever all of your stuff is. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. 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 We'll talk. Yeah. Hit me up. Hit up Greywalker. Okay. If you want some metal. Fuck yeah. I love metal. Shoot me a message. Okay. You know? Yeah. But I guess, you know, this, it feels like one of those like Instagram phones, notifications phones where it's like a, it's a two way street. I could hit you I, up too. Well, yeah, but it feels like one of those Instagram notifications where it's like so-and-so hasn't posted in a while. Like, geez, thanks for riding me out. Like, <laughs> I'm not on no, my media actually, game. I think that the last time you were on, I think I yelled at you for not, for us not doing shows together. And we still haven't. No, <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's fine. We have the rest of our lives, I guess. Uh, yeah. Thanks for coming over. Thank you. Uh, this is the, the longest outro ever. Maybe I'll just redo it again. Nah, fuck it. I'll be back again next week with another episode. <laughs> same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all at the real Sykes. Or you can just go to therealsykes.com, which, Tim, shout outs. That's the whole reason I have the, therealsykes.com is Tim. Yeah, that's true. We should have brought <laughs> that of. up a, a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, no big deal. Jesus Christ. Um, what else? Yeah. Let's yeah. just start the beat. It's 2017. I got to get way more hype. Start the beat. 2017. Woo. Woo. Give me your best whoop whoop. No. <laughs> I'm not doing that. You're the first person to not do it. So many firsts. No. Thanks for listening. <laughs>